Today's Dav is Dav Kufebes, Shemiz Baruch. We're beginning the 13th Perak, Mesechus Ksuvis, with the Mishnah at the bottom of Kuzdalad Ahmed Bey. Zagdei the Mishnah. Shnei Dainek Zeyreis, there were two judges that were in charge of decrees. Hayyabur Shalayim. Admon, one's name was Admon, the other one is Hanan ben Avi Shalayim. Hanan Omer Shnei Dvarim, Admon Omer Shiva. So Hanan was responsible for two decrees and Admon for seven. Let's go through that. Misha Allah Medina Sayyam, person who left on an overseas trip without writing specific specifications as to how his wife should be taken care of. So Isha Tavas Mazainos, so his wife can go to Basin to claim uh, food sustenance from the uh, from the estate. And uh, and the question is though she needs to uh, we need to be sure that the husband didn't set anything up because maybe he opened up a bank account for her, maybe he gave her things. So the Khura the way to deal with that is to make her take an oath. But Hanan Oimer, Tishal Basayf, Hanan says, we don't make a swear now. At the end, when she, the time comes to collect her ksuva, she will take an oath over that she has not collected anything up front for the ksuva, and at the same time, we'll also make her take an oath that she had not taken anything earlier for her sustenance. So at that point, instead of doing two different oaths at two different times, that we can, we can knock off both of them at the time when she collects the ksuva. So therefore, So Gadolim, the, was a, a, a group of judges known as the Bnei Kahanam Gadolim, they disagreed. Because who says that she'll get to a point where they collect the ksuva, right? Let's say she predeceases her husband, so there will be no collection of ksuva, so then there'll be no oath. And therefore, Amru, they hold that there has to be an oath in the beginning both at the time when she's claiming her sustenance as well as beside when she is collecting on her ksuba. So Amr Abdaisa ben Hurkanus Gidivrayam Abdaisa ben Hurkanus said that the position of Nekan Gedolim seems to be the appropriate one. Amr Yochanan and Zaka, Yafa, Amru, Amar Khanan, I actually agree with the position of Hanan, who says the Shvur should only be done at the end of the collection of Ksuva, not in the beginning on the Mizonas themselves. The Mizonas don't go against the 200 Susitar. No. They no, separate no. But, but, but not a specific amount, right? Just that they've got correct, but, <coughs> but an oath that you did not get paid up front can cover. You are not in possession of anything that the husband right, gave you. Or and except this, you could you could knock it off with both with one oath, and we try to limit oaths. But I guess the point is, but we don't know for sure we can ever get to that point. So, uh, yeah, yeah, right. so it's more like this. who the Mora says that we seem to have a brisa contradicting the Mishnah. What's the brisa say? The brisa uses similar lotion, but it says shloisha daina gezelos. That there were three judges concerning matters of theft. Gazelos is theft. Havab Yerushalayim, in Yerushalayim. Now, the understanding over here is obviously there were more than three judges on theft. But it means there were certain decrees associated with theft. So, and the Gemara assumes that there's a parallel between Daine Gezeros to Daine Gezelos. The problem is that here it's a Shnei, and there it says Shlosha, and there it calls him Daine Gezeros, whereas, and here it calls Daine Gezeros, where there it calls it Daine Gezelos. So the Gemara wants to know, how do we reconcile these, the Mishnah and the Brisa? Alright? So let's just read it again. Shemini Shleisha Daine Gezeros Hayyib Yerushalayim. Adon Ben Gadoi is one. 
Chanana Mitzri is two, Vichana ben Avishalom is three, which that's so we here have two of them mentioned. So that even shows clearly there is a parallel because at least two of the names are the same as the names that are mentioned in our Mishnah. So the one says the Kasha Plasa trends, the first contradiction is one says three and one says two, and Kasha Gezeros, which is our Mishnah, Gezeros, which is the Bryce says Gezeros. And where's the Bishlam at Lassa train Lakasha? The first question, why list three over there and here only list two? Not difficult. Now, Rashi, uh, Tyson gives two answers. Rashi holds like one of them. But Rashi goes, what seems to be going, the point is that we're only listing the more, uh, significant of the judges. The ones that were more, uh, prominent. So therefore, there were three of them, but only two of them were prominent. So therefore, the two that were prominent, which were Admon and Chanan, is what the Mishnah mentions. The Brisa adds the third one. Tezbeth's office, another shot is that only the ones, Chashim doesn't mean they weren't prominent. They were, all three of them were prominent, but only two of them are prominent in terms of the decrees that are being discussed. So therefore, it doesn't mention the third one because the third one did not say anything that is necessary to be discussed in Mesechus Ksuvis and therefore, Loichashiv is not being recorded, not because it's not prominent, because what he said has no bearing on what we are discussing. That's, uh, that's another interpretation that offered by Tosvas, right? Someone says like this, But how are you going to rectify, reconcile the terminology of Gzeros and Gzeros? So Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, she you in Gzeros al Gzeros. That it's not al Gzeros. That they made decrees concerning issues of theft. There were issues concerning money that was belonging to someone else that might have been misappropriated and therefore there were decrees, special penalties imposed in those scenarios. Which means there's no contradiction. They were gazeros and they were made on gazelos. So one place called a dina gazelos, one place called dina gazelos, but they really are the same. Alright. And where do we see this notion? The case over there is discussing a situation where you were negligent in watching your animal and your animal went into someone's field and it uprooted saplings. And the question is, how do we calculate the saplings, the value of the saplings? Because really saplings themselves uh, innately don't have value right now, but it's, it's future value. You basically now stop these trees from being able to grow. So they actually imposed a, a, a straight across the board penalty depending on how old the saplings were. Rabbi Yossi Omer, those ones who decreed the decrees in Yerushalayim, Omrim, Netia Bashnosashtekesev, that if it was a one-year-old sapling, you have to pay two kesef, two silver coins, and Bashtashan, if it was a two-year-old sapling, Arba Kesev is four silver coins. But you see again, this was involving the misappropriating of somebody's benefit, and it was the Dine Gezeros were the ones that issued the cross-the-board penalty for what has to be paid. Let's go back to Veraminahi, the more asked another contradiction. This Bryce also mentions there were three Admon, Hanan, Venachum. And it mentions a third fellow, Nachum, which was not mentioned by our Mishnah. Admon is Czech, Hanan is Czech, but where does Nachum show up for? So what, so I'm wrap up, a man, Tan, and Nachum, Rav Nosenhi. That actually there is a Machlokus, Tanoyim, how many of these fellows 
are mentioned. According to Rav Nosson, on our Mishnah, when it says there were two, he actually mentions, no, there was a third. So therefore, that Bryce that mentions there were three is going like Rav Nosson's understanding. So there's Machlokas Tanoim. Our Mishnah, the Tan of our Mishnah, also there were two. Rav Nosson mentions there were three that are pertinent that we should know about. So Rav Nosson, he decided, Rav Nosson, I'm Rav Nacham Amadi, that Nacham Amadi was also one of the prominent uh, issuers of decrees in Yerushalayim. The Lord of Chacham, the Chacham disagree. They hold the only two prominent ones, and Nachnasen and 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 was not mentioned. Nacham Amadi, Nacham Amadi, we mentioned in the uh, on Shabbos of Friday night when we say Bamemadlikin, Nacham Amadi. Okay, what is it like this? Vesu Leka, are you telling me there were no more judges concerning these matters? Amar Pinchas, Amar Rab Oishia, Shalosh Meiros Vatishim Arba Baten Dinin Hayyirushalayim. There were uh, uh, three hundred and ninety-four based in uh, uh, courts in Yerushalayim. Connectan and corresponding to the amount of courts there were about the Knesios, there were shuls or connectan basim and corresponding to them there were yeshivas or connectan bate seifrim there were elementary schools so the same 900 and uh, uh, was it 394 of each of these so therefore like this the Gemara answers dining to the there were many many judges but only there were only a limited amount of judges that issued these specific decrees. They were involved in decrees where it comes to misappropriating funds. That's what the, uh, that the uniqueness of these particular judges were. So therefore, Geyser come in. Now, there's a discussion over here. The, these judges, each one of them had their own face in. Or whether they were not in charge of different Bate Dinim, but they were part of the same basin. There is some discussion. I'm Rabbi Yudha, I'm Rabbi Asi. Is that 394 an actual number or is that an exaggeration number? I don't know. I don't know. It seems the fact that it corresponds them to the shuls and seems to be a specific number. All right. So now, there's no question Yerushalayim of old was much bigger than the Yerushalayim that we have today. So Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Rabbi and also they were judging not only for Shalim, they were judging everyone who came from all over Israel for them. So Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Rabbi they used to take their wages, it was a communal job, and they used to take the wages from the Trumas Alishka. The Trumas Alishka was the money, the half shekel that was given for every year for Karbonas, and when what was left over, they could not use for the next year's Karbonas, because it had to be fresh, uh, truma for every year, but was left over was used for communal matters. One of the communal matters that that extra money was used for was for paying the wages of the judges. And we're going to see, we don't want the litigants to be paying, we, therefore they used, it was a communal service that the judges were paid from. So, Tishim Mono, there was a yearly 900 uh, uh, and 9 Mono from the Truma Salishko. Right? So that was a yearly fee. Again, it was a yearly fee for individuals or for the whole, for all of the, all of the Dayonim of their based in. But that's what they took for the, for the, for the judges. No. Lo Rotsun, if they didn't want, simply they didn't want, they wanted more. So Mosif and Lahen, we would add. 
When says, what do you mean? Lerot. I mean, if they didn't want that amount, they wanted more. Atta Brashiaskin, I would have dealt with wicked people. They're going to just, uh, inappropriately take money from the Truma Salishka. This is holy money. So when it says, Elelosofku, meaning, let's say they had big families, let's say they had other expenses, and what was being offered was not sufficient to cover the expenses. So, even though they did not want to take or misappropriate from communal funds, but if they mamish couldn't make a living, so therefore, Mosif and Aleyan, they would add an additional amount. When it says, Karna, who was a judge, have a shakal istira, istira mi, uh, istira mechayim. He would take an istira as a certain coin from the ones, from the two litigants, from the one that was found liable and from the one that was found the judgment it was in favor of. So more the dying and then he would judge. So Moses says, "Hey, David, how could he do this? You're not supposed to take uh, uh, bribes. Maybe it's not a bribe if you're collecting from both." That only if you don't take from both, then you're going to tilt the judgment in favor of one. But Karna came into Shakma Travai, but since Karna took the money from both, maybe there's no perversion of justice because he took from both. Whereas in even if you're not necessarily going to pervert the justice, the judgment, is it still permissible to get paid? For being a judge, me shari is a permissible time to bribes. The pasuk says You're not allowed to take bribes. Ma tamad loyman. What? What's the pasuk telling me? Don't take bribes. If it's telling me that you can't create a perversity in din, that you cannot find liable somebody that really is should should be uh, found uh, on the winning side, or you should not find somebody, uh, offer the judgments in favor of somebody that really should be found liable. So if it's to pervert the justice, we already have a positive that says, do not, tilt, do not pervert the justice. So if you have a positive that says, do not pervert justice, so why do I need an additional positive that says, don't take a bribe? That'll be a perversion of justice. It means if it's causing you to rule in, in, inappropriately. Meaning it's still considered a bribe even if you're taking the money to find uh, 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 in favor of the person who should be found in favor of or to find guilty the person who's found guilty. It's still considered to be a perversion of justice to take money for, the just, for, for judgment. Which means, we're back to our question, so then how could... Karno take the money from both, right? With me? Zimur says, Amra Taira, the Taira still says the Sheikh Ali Sikach, it's considered to be a perversion of justice, it's considered bribery. He says, if you take it as a bribe, then it's a bribe. And you go to each guy and say, listen, you give me 50 bucks, I'll, I'll, I'll look the other way. And you say to each one, maybe that's when it's prohibited. But she was, he was saying, listen, I just want to get paid for my, for my time. Pay me for my time. Someone says, Vataris Agra Mishari says, well, if that, is that permissible either to get paid for, you, for a wage? And when you get wages for judgment, somebody takes uh, wages from the litigants his just judgments are negated. Actually, the judgment, you have to redo the din if he gets paid for wages. So that can't be the shot. So we're back to our question. So how could Karno 
be allowed to take. And obviously it means from the litigants, because we saw that there was no question on the communal way, right? But it means for a particular case from the, from the litigants. So when it says, Hanemili Agardino, there's a difference, what is going to say, a difference, are you getting paid for your time for judging, or are you getting paid for a missed opportunity? Meaning that if you come and say, it's actually the Shiloh, how can you pay like a Chazan on Shabbos? They say the same thing. You're not allowed to pay him for what he's doing right now, but you are allowed to pay him practice. from, or for the practice or for what he could have done during the time when he was practicing, he could have done right. something else. So then paying him, so that's the same thing over here. Means Karno was not getting paid for the actual judgment, he was getting paid for a lost opportunity for what he could have been doing at the time that he was judging. So Karna Agrabatela Habashaki, who was getting paid for the time that he was bottled, at the time that he was uh, he, he was neglecting that time by doing the judgments. He's not getting paid for the judgment itself. There's a fine line, there's a difference. Pregnant of Agabatela Mishari, is it okay to get paid for even Agabatela? When it comes to a judge, is he allowed to take money for Agabatela? Right? So Mora says like this, Vatanya, we learned in the Brites, Mechura Dayan Shenodos Scharladun El Shedinan Dinaidin. The Brites says like this, that it's considered to be a Mechura. Mechura means it's a, a disgusting thing for a judge who takes wages to judge. However, the judgment does go through. Now let's analyze what scenario is that talking about, right? If he's taking wages for the actual psak din, that can't be because then we said that the judgment's not even then the judgment's not even a judgment. Not, not that it goes through. It doesn't go through. dino din vatanya. We learned before in the brayso is that that actually you forfeit the judge the judgments that you have to go and do those judgments again. So that can't be. So obviously, what it's referring to over here is he's not getting paid for the judgment, he's taking the money for Schar for a missed opportunity. That's what he's taking the, the money for. And nevertheless, even though he's taking the Agar Taylor, it describes it as a Hekatani Mechur Hadayan. It's a disgusting thing for a judge to do it. So we're back to our question. So how could Karna do it? So Gmora says like this, let me tell you outside and we'll see it inside. What Gmora is going to say is like this, is that there's two different scenarios. One is the case of Karna, he actually had a job that was paying him an, a per hour wage. We're going to see his job was, he was a, uh, the, all the wine merchants would seek him out and pay him to sniff the barrels of wine and he was able to say how long the shelf life of that wine was in terms of them wanting to buy it. Now, he was getting paid a fixed wage, hourly wage for doing that. So anytime he would have to go and, and judge, so then he was able to give a set amount that I am losing X amount of dollars by not doing that. So that is permissible and that's okay. That's not a problem. Where it's a problem when it's speculatory, meaning I could perhaps have been making X amount of money if I would be doing that. In such a case where it's not a for sure loss of wages by doing this, that already is, the judgment goes through, but it's considered disgusting. It looks too much like you're getting paid for the judgment itself and not for the loss of wages. Why? Because the loss of wages in this case is speculatory. It's not an actual loss. 
that is being incurred. And that's the difference over here. So one says like this, Hani Mili, that when do we say that it's, it's disgusting, it's where it's not a for sure loss of wages, it's only speculatory, right? And it's an opportunity, a, a possible opportunity cost. But Karna, in his case, he was actually getting a real uh, a compensation for loss of wages. He used to be the sniffer in the storehouses of the wine, and they would give him a zuz every time for the hour or whatever the time. And therefore, for the time that was lost, he, he wanted that zuz we compensated. That was allowed to do. And the one brings a proof of this. And when people would come to him and say, listen, you're a great judge, an objective judge. We want you judging our case. Now, he was a landscaper. So he would say to them, listen, if you want me to stop doing what I'm doing, therefore what? Amrallahu, Havali Gavra, find somebody to replace me, the Dali Libe Charikai, that'll irrigate the fields in my stead. So that's okay to do because the bottom line is if I don't have anybody to irrigate the fields right now, I'm taking a loss. I'm not required to take a loss. But that's allowed where it's clear, a clear financial loss for the time that they're giving up, they have a right to demand compensation for that, for that time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So therefore, I said, find some bicharikoy means in my stead. Instead of me, and I will judge Dina for you a judgment. I'm Rabbi Avo. Come and see how much blindness affects people who accept uh, judgment. We're going to see blindness in used. There's two psukim in the Torah that discuss the judge becoming blind. One is is actually literally, and the other one is figuratively. It means it affects their power of discernment. Alright? So when it says, Adam Chash Ba'enav, if somebody's having eye issues, right? He's having problems seeing. So notice in Maman Leroyfe, so he will pay, he will find a doctor, find an ophthalmologist, and will pay them. You don't know for sure. You're willing to pay the money, but it's really, it's, you're out on a limb, because you don't know for sure that what? That the money you're paying will, in fact, cure you. But these people, these judges who take the money, shave pruta, they take the small, smallest amount of money, a pruta, umesamin eneyam, and it will definitely blind their eyes. So therefore, people are willing to pay money to get eyesight, and these people are accepting a pruta that's going to cost them their eyesight. Because blindness will, uh, will blind the pikeach, Sometimes means someone who's intelligent, but Bekech also means somebody that has eyesight. That means that they will, they will, will blind those who have vision. That's a Pesach in Shmos. Now we're going to quote a different Pesach in Dvarim. Now here it doesn't say it'll blind those that have eyesight. It says it'll blind those that are intelligent, that are wise. So here clearly we're not talking about uh, a, a, fig, a, a literal blinding. It's talking about that it will remove from them their power of discernment. Right. Now, the, the, the Bryce says, Now, if it does that to people that are wise, then for sure it's going to be doing that to people that are foolish. And the next part of the Bible says, it will pervert the ways of the righteous. So all the more so will it do it to those that are wicked. Now, the question that Mora is going to ask 
if somebody is either foolish or wicked, then why was he hired to be a judge to begin with? They are fit to be sitting in din. So, Ella, rather, what the Brysa means is follows. It will blind the eyesight of the Chachamim. We're not talking about a, a literal eyesight. It actually, even if he's the wisest of all, of a great wise man, once he takes bribes, he will not leave this world without a, bl- a figure of blindness. He will lose his power of discernment. He will become uh, uh, blind in his heart. That's what it means. It means he will end up being a judge who has lost that power to see things with the clarity that he once had. And similarly, when it says that it will pervert the ways of the righteous... Same idea. It doesn't, it means not that they take people, Kabachomer to people or Rishoyim. It means that they themselves will become like Rishoyim. I feel it's Adigomor, but Lekev Shokhat, if he is a completely righteous person, but he accepts bribes, and if they're in a Olam, but Fadas. He will not leave without confusion. The tzaddik sees things in a clear way. He knows what's right and he knows what's wrong. When a person becomes a rasha, you, you lose that clarity and you don't, don't, you don't see things with that level of transparency. What, what happens is, because he takes the bribe, the tzaddik's ways are now confused like a rasha. So that's the way, that's what the brisa means. But it doesn't mean physically, it means, it, it doesn't mean literally, it means figuratively this will happen, that he'll become like a rasha, he'll become like a tipish. He said, He said over, the following was expounded by that a king in justice will uh, uh, resurrect the earth. He will cause the, will allow the earth to stand up, to be upheld. The ish trumos, but a person who collects truma, collects uh, gifts, Yarsena will destroy it. So what's going on over here? What are we talking about? So more says, actually the Pasuk is referring to a judge. What does it mean? It means, If a judge is like a king who's self-sufficient, he doesn't need others to support him, he doesn't need others for anything, is able to uphold the world, the world will function in an upright manner. But if he's like a Kayan that has to go around for his subsistence, collecting truma from everybody, so there was he goes around the granaries, then Yarsena, he will destroy the world. The judge who collects money from people will destroy the world. A judge who has to, uh, for, his, uh, for his, uh, his well-being, has to borrow from people. He's, he doesn't have any money, so he has to go borrow, Rashi says, Kalim and Behemoth, for his well, for his upkeep, he has to borrow he is as his puzzle is made and he cannot die and he's not allowed to be a judge because he's, he's got too many favors that he, he owes people. So he's not allowed to be a judge. That's only talking about if he doesn't have enough to lend people back. Means the natural order. The next door neighbor comes and borrows from you. You lend them back. So if it's a situation where you borrow and lend, so then you don't feel like you owe anybody any favors. So if he can only borrow and not lend, then it's a problem. But if he borrows and lends, 
then it's not considered to be problematic. But Islay, if he has Islay, if he has to borrow and lend, lay some there is no problem. Anymore, is that the case? From the house of Almarion, Rabbi used to borrow. Even though he never lent back to them. And still, Rabbi was a judge. So, how could, why is that not violating? So, what is an interesting thing? The Rabbi says like this, he really didn't need to borrow things from the Bay Bar Marion. But what he was doing for their benefit, he wanted to give them a sense of status, that people should respect them. So if people saw that the great robber would borrow from them, oh, if robbers borrowing from them, people treated them differently. So he didn't do it because he really needed it. There was no, in fact, he was doing them the favor, not here, them doing him the favor, so it was not a problem. So therefore, he only did it in order to give them a sense of status. I'm a robber. My time at the shaykhta. What's the uh, time of the crawl? What's the reason, the logic behind why you're not shaykhta, you can't take bribes. What's the reason why bribes are prohibited? Came into Kabbalah, shaykhta mineh. As soon as a person accepts a bribe, ikarvaleh daitilagabe. You become, you feel close to that person. That when you borrow, when you, when you take a bribe from somebody, it makes you feel very close. You become like one with that person. Father kagufa, and becomes like you. And therefore you can't judge for yourself means you've lost that impartial that impartiality has been lost it's like judging for yourself you know and you can't judge favorably favorably when you're judging for yourself and Adam Roy person can never see liabilities concerning themselves they always have to have others see liabilities on for them person is not impartial when it comes to themselves what it says in my shochad what is how does the word shochad show this is very interesting shahuchad shochad means bribes it makes the person one with you so the Matniri asks over here, so then why is it a problem to take bribes from both? Right? So he says, because even then, you might be looking for a, you don't want to hurt either one. So you make a pshara. Pshara is when you look for a, um, a middle ground, which maybe that's the wrong thing to do. It might be something so clear in balance of favor of one, but you don't want to hurt either one. So there is still a lack of impartiality that could have when you take money from both. Okay, A person should not be a judge of somebody that has a, he has a, that has affection for him. Somebody that he has close with that has affection for him, he should not be the judge. And not for somebody that does actually the opposite person that hates him. So don't the people that like you, you shouldn't be judges judged for, and you should not be judged for people that hate you. To Rachim lay somebody that lo- loves you, you're not going to see with liability. And to Sani lay and the person that hates you, you're not going to see things that might be merits in his favor. If you have a Talmud Chacham in the city that everybody loves the guy, it's not because he's not doing, he's doing anything special. It just could be. It's because he is not giving them enough musr. He is not rebuking them. So therefore, if everybody loves the rabbi, it doesn't necessarily mean he's such a great guy. It just could be that they like the fact that he's turning a blind eye when it comes to doing things that are not appropriate. I'm a rover. Rover said, Mireish hava amino, anibnei mechuzah kuluhu rachmili. I thought that all the people of my city, they all loved me. 
came into Abedina, then I went from being a Rashiva, I became the judge, I became the Dayan. Amina, I thought to myself, some are gonna love me and some are gonna hate me. It means if I find in favor of somebody, they'll like me. If I find against him, he will hate me. But came into Chazoi, but when they saw that I'm impartial, the same person who yesterday I found guilty, today I can uh, judge in his favor, and vice versa. So came into Chazoi, that whoever, that, that somebody that I found guilty today, tomorrow I found in favor of him, Amino, then I reckon, I said to myself, meaning they will see that, if, and that's, this, that's important, as long as the person's objective and he deals the same way with everybody, they'll either like him or they won't like him. But it won't be in terms of what he is doing, in terms of what his avoda should be. You like the personality, you don't like the personality, different story. But it should not be they like or dislike him based on what his avoda Hashem is requiring that he do. Why the Pazik have to say, It should, right? It says, bribes don't take. Now, bribes does not necessarily mean money, right? It says, uh, It does means, it's not just, a bribe does not have to be in the form of money, right? It means even other matters, words, even taking words, or we're going to see favors from somebody who are not in financial form, still can be viewed as a Bribe. Nami Osram. It looks if Betzaloisika. If Uftar would have said Betzaloisika, means you can't take uh, ill-gained money. But it doesn't focus a word of money. It means anything that creates an impartiality, a lack of impartiality, which means it doesn't have to be in the form of cash. It could be form of any type of, of words of favor could create that as well. And the one's going to bring down a bunch of stories to show this idea. So when it says, Hey, Chidami, Sheikh Advarim, what's an example of Sheikh Advarim where it's not in the form of cash? The one says, Ki Shmuel have Avad Mabara. Shmuel was crossing on a ferry. Oslahu Gavra, somebody came by. Yoibele Yadda gave him a hand to pull him up. From the ferry, so Shmuel asked him, what are you doing here? means, well, I don't recognize you. What are you doing here? So Amalei Dina Isli, he's, I'm here for court. So Amalei Pasin Lelach, Ladina, you've just disqualified me as your judge, just because what? Because you helped me out of the ferry. Amem Rabbi Yosef, a man was sitting with Kodai and Dina, and he was judging. The Parach got for Areshe. A feather floated onto his head. He didn't realize there was a feather on his head. Also, Hugabra Shakhtar, a person came and removed the feather from his head. So he asked him, what are you doing here? Amalei Dina Isli, he says, I have a judgment. I need a, I need a case, a court case. Amalei Pasinelach Ladina, you've disqualified me from being your judge because you did a favor for me. Maruk was walking and there was saliva on the ground that he did not see. And he was going to step into it. So Asahu Gavra, a certain person showed up, Kasi, and covered it for him. So Amalim Abedev, so he asked him, what are you doing here? Amalim Dina Isli, he says, I'm here for a court case. Amalim Pasin Lach Ladina, you have disqualified me from being your judge. Rabbi Yishmol, Rabbi Yoisi, have a ragal arise, Tavimaisi, called Mala Shabbat, Kanta de Peiri. Rabbi Yishmol, Bar Yoisi, had a sharecropper that he would pay his portion every Friday. So every Friday would give him a container of produce that was his percentage of what he was obligated to give him as part of the sharecropping deal that they had. Right? It was his business partner. So Yom Echad, one time, I see lay Behebe Shabbat. One time he showed up on a Thursday. 
Instead of being here on a Friday, he came early, he brought the container on Thursday. He says, why are you here today? I mean, usually you come tomorrow. He said, I have a judgment in town, so therefore, since I had to come in early into town anyway, I think I might as well pay you a day early. Along my way, I will bring the payment to you. So look, So first of all, two things. He didn't accept it. He said, I can't accept it from you today. You have to bring it tomorrow. Accepting it from you today would already give the view like you've done something special for me, which is interesting. He says, I'm not, I'm not able to take it. And, uh, and And he said, and also, I'm now disqualified from being your judge. It means even though I'm not taking it from you, I've still become disqualified because the fact that you wanted to bring it to me already engenders a certain uh, uh, feeling of, 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 of friendship which does not allow me now to be your judge even though he's not actually taking it from him he's making him come back and bring it tomorrow. So, Oisib Zuzi Zuzi So, he got a, he got a pair of rabbis the Kadain in lay the Kadain lay and he got them instead of him adjudicating the case, he brought a group of rabbis together and they judged the case for him. Now, while the case was going on, while the, uh, the, the, the person was uh, go, leaving and coming back, meaning while the case was going on, Amar, so, uh, I'm sorry, while he was going back and forth at, at, during the case going on, in his mind, he was thinking to himself, you know, if the guy would say this, and he would then say this, and he would say, means he was talking out the case in his head in a way that what? That his sharecropper would be able to win. Proving the point, though, is that he would not have been an impartial judge had he been the judge. So when it says like this, Amar, if he would only claim this, if he would only claim this. So Amar, so he said to himself, that the soul of those who accept bribes should be blasted. I, who did not even take the wages a day early, and even if I would have taken, I have a right to take it. Why would I have a right to have taken it? Because actually it was the wages that this guy owes me for being my sharecropper, so therefore, and still I'm not impartial. I'm thinking in my head how the guy can win. So, people actually take bribes, Allah has come come, all the more so what? All the more so, they will not be impartial for the people that take the bribe. That had he come on Friday, it would have been okay. But that's correct. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's like a business, it's a business transaction. I guess the guy's just doing business with you doesn't automatically disqualify you. I hear you. The Mepharshim deal with that matter. Right? The should have been unfair. Uh, right. Theory, right. Because the guy who's doing business, maybe. But again, I don't mean, we don't, we're not necessarily feel a certain closeness with people that we do business well, he with. Says he guys are shop But he says here, he says he, he, he felt closest to him. Yeah, because he tried even, to bring, even if he was, yeah, because he tried to bring it a day early. But let's say he didn't bring it a day early, then he's not doing anything special for him. Right? Then maybe he would not have disqualified him. That's a I good point. He, I would think he's feeling closer to That's a good point. And I hear you. But the, 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 the okay. inference, though, seems to imply only because he was bringing it a day early. Okay. He was a Kayan. So the fellow brought him the first of the shearings, which a Kayan has a right to collect. So Amalei Mehecha Ati said, I don't recognize you, where are you from? So Amalei Meduch Plan, 
I am from a certain city that's far away. So, uh, so he asked him, You don't have a Kohen along the way. What are you giving it to me? There's no Kohen on the way. So Amalei, Dina Isli, uh, he says, I had to come for court over here. I figured I'm going to come to court. Then I'm going to give it to the great, the great Kohen who lives in this area. Along my way, I see, I'm going to give it to you. So Amalei, Pasila, he says, he was also the judge. He says, I'm now not able to be your judge. And Lok Kabil and he did not accept it either because again, he did not want there to even be a appearance, appearance of there being, uh, a, a, a Shaykhid. So, Oizavle Zuga, the Rabbanon, here it says Zuga, before it says Zuza, same idea, they brought a pair of rabbis, the Kadayin and they judged for him. Look you need three, but I mean, maybe in addition to the one that was already there, they, uh, and they judged for him. Now, because Oizavle again, as he was going back and forth, Amar Iboy Toyin Hachi, he said, if he wants, you should judge like this, Iboy Toyin Hachi. So, Amar, he said, again, same thing, Tipach Nafshon Shalakab Shaykhad, the soul of those who accept bribes will be blessed, that Mani Shalin Atalti, I didn't even take the uh the bride. If I took it, Shalina Talti would have been Rashid Agez. I had a right, I'm a Kohen. I have a right to take it. So therefore Kach, and nevertheless I'm thinking in, in a partial I'm not I have lost my objectivity, my impartiality is lost. So Makabashok, those who accept bribes, Allah has come become all the more so that they are not able to be impartial. Ravana and Isi Leahu Gabra Kanta de Gildo uh Gildzani de Begili. Ravanan also was a Kayan and a person brought him a container of small fish that are found among the reeds, among the bulrushes. So he asked him, what are you doing here? So he says, I'm here for judgment. So he says, he didn't, he refused to take the fish. And I'm disqualified from being your judge. He says, I don't need you to be my judge. But Kabule Kabil Mar, but I do insist that you accept this to low Bikurim, because you should not hold me back from giving Bikurim. Very interesting is that in the, when the Beis Amikdash was around, the Jew fulfills Bikurim by bringing the Bikurim to the Beis Amikdash. When the Beis Amikdash is not around, giving gifts to a Talmud Chacham fulfills the same objective as giving Bikurim, getting close with the Talmud Chacham. It's very interesting. The whole idea of giving gifts to a Kohen is not as much as, because he has needs, as to allow you to become close to the, to, to the Kohen. So when there's no need for a Kohen, so in terms of, uh, so therefore, so I, I want you to accept this not because there's an obligation that, 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 that not, I, not as, a, as, as because I, I, I want you to be my judge or anything like that, but I want you to allow me to fulfill the mitzvah of the Kohen. I'm not sure if Ravana was a Kohen or not. It doesn't have to, for the story, he was a Talmud Chochem. It doesn't have to be necessarily a Kohen. The Sanyo, and the proof of it is as follows. It says like this, by Elisha. It says, Ish ba mi baal shalisha. person came from a place called Baal Shalisha. Ve'yaveh He brought to Elisha lechem bekurim, bread, which was bekurim. Esrim lechem, 20 loaves of orim of barley. The caramel v'tiklona, and kernels in their husk. Now, the Chi Elisha Ochel, the Kurim of it was Elisha, somebody who ate the Kurim. Says Rashi, was he a Kohen? He wasn't a Kohen. Rashi proves he wasn't Kohen. Tells me that doesn't mean you'd have to say he wasn't a Kohen. It means it wasn't in a place where the Kurim could be brought. So why is it calling it Bikurim if it wasn't in a place where Bikurim could be brought? So El Alomar, love to teach you. Call a navy, Doran, Latam, and Chacham. Anyone brings a gift. To a Talmud Chacham, ilu makriv bekurim. It's as if 
It's accomplished what it is to give Bikurim. And therefore, I need you to accept this. Not look at it as in terms of a bribe. Forget about the judgment. I don't need you for that. I want you to help me do the Bikurim. So, he says, I was not going to accept this because of the, uh, the, it, was, it would be viewed as perhaps a bribe. But now that you're saying the reason you're giving to me has nothing to do with the court case, but it's because of Bikurim, I'm going to accept it. Now, he sent this guy to another Dayan in the area who was Rav Nachman, and he said, he said, please take care of him for his judgment. Uh, right? But, uh, because I can't do it. So, Anan, because I, Anan, Baslina Le Ladina. But he never said why. He didn't give the reason why. The reason why was because he had given me a gift and I can't do it. But they didn't say that. So, by Rav Nachman thought, must be his family. Must be the reason he can't judge, because he never said why. Must be because his family. Family, he cannot judge himself. Now, the Ida Halacha, that if you have uh, people line up for cases, you have to go in the order that they lined up. Unless it's a Talmud Chacham, because Kavada Torah, you have to take the Talmud Chacham first. So he said that must be this guy's family with Rav Anan, and therefore he bumped an earlier case for the sake of this guy. Right, and we're going to see it had a negative outcome in a moment. We'll see. So Amar midashalach liachi from the fact that he sent me this that I should take him shmamin akrive who it must be that this fellow is related to Ravanan. So kriva so havekayim did it the even though at the same lining up in the docket the case that should have been taken was a case of yesomim of orphans right that generally you would go with them first but Amar hayase hayase they both mitzvahs say. To judge is a mitzvah I say for the judges to judge. However, I say the Kavarat Torah, but if there's an Asay of Kavarat Torah involved in one of the cases, which would be Kavarat Torah for Rav Anan for me to take that case, so right? So therefore, they pushed aside from the docket the case of the Yasomim, and he brought down to judgment the case of this fellow who, ga- who, who, who gave the Bikurim to Rav Anan. Now the problem is that the other litigant who saw that this fellow is being favored, that they basically pushed him up, he figured, you know what, there's home cooking over here. This guy has an inside track and it caused him to lose his ability to defend himself appropriately. So therefore, came in the Chaza Baldine when the other litigant the one, the, 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 the litigant who is going against this fellow, so Yikra de Ka'avidle, the honor that they're giving him in court, is Tatem Ta'inte, his tainas got shut down, meaning he lost his ability to argue faith, you know, on his behalf, because he said it's a lost cause. So therefore, the Gemara is going to say that who's to blame over here? Why? Because Rav Anand should have made it clear that I'm only doing this because he paid me, he gave me, he wanted to give me a gift, and then he would not have pushed him up the dock, and if he wouldn't have pushed him up the dock, then the other guy would have been able to argue an appropriate case. So the Gemara says like this, that Rav Anan was held accountable. Let's just finish up. Rav Anan used to have Elioan Novi, used to come at a Chavruza shop, used to learn Chavruza with Elioan Novi. There is called Seder, the Tanah de Be'i Eliyahu. There's a teachings of Elioan Novi. Taisu is actually some 
place says it wasn't Eliyahu, there was a Tana named Eliyahu, but it has Mashman that there was actually the teachings of Eliyahu Navi were being taught to Rav Anan, teachings from Eliyahu Navi. Came into Avad Hachi when this situation happened and Rav Anan was held accountable because he did not make it clear why he could not judge the case which caused there to be a uh, perversion of justice is Stalek, so he stopped coming. Eliyahu Navi removed himself from coming. Shravanan was upset, so therefore Yosef B'tainte, he fasted. He fasted, and I guess he realized he had made a mistake. In Shuva, Ubar Rachman, he davened, but Eliyahu Navi came back. However, he did not came back, come back in the same form as he came once before. Eliyahu Navi never died, right? So he had a din like both a Malach and a human being. Right? So before he came as a human being, and in the form of a human being, Rav Anan was able to relate to him face to face. However, now that he came back, he also he created a, a fear. There was a fear. He couldn't stand in his presence. Before he could speak out, he came back as a malach. So now, what happened was, Abed Tevusei, he had to make a special box, the Yosef Kamei, and he had to sit in this box, until he finished teaching the teaching, right, that, that he had, right? And now the word says, we find in Shas and in, in the Medrashim, there's something that's called Eliyahu Rabbah and Eliyahu Zuta. Rabbah was the first teachings that were done when he wasn't in the box, which was the majority of the teachings. It's called the large teachings of Eliyahu. And then the small teachings, which was a much more smaller part of the learning, which he was done when he was sitting in the box. The Mephardim speak out, the Ben Yoyada speaks out, is because he concealed the reason of why he, uh, that, that, that this guy shouldn't, should, he couldn't judge the guy. So his teaching happened in a concealed way that he had to sit in the box. That there's a difference between there was the large teachings of Eliyahu and the small teachings of Eliyahu.